Welcome to the Physio Mentor Program, a program designed for physiotherapy private practice owners wanting and needing to outsource the training of graduates within their business. Our mission is to create private practices that you would have wanted to start a career in. Hi, Oz. Thanks for joining us today on the Physio Mentor Podcast. Where are you joining us today from? Oh, thank you so much uh, for having me on, on today, Melissa. Um, today, I'm, I'm based in Sydney, Australia, but I'm actually joining you on my lunch break where I teach at the University of Technology, Sydney, in their physio program. So you're coming, we're coming to you from UTS. Excellent. Great to hear. So tell me a little bit about your physio evolution, I suppose, where you got to where you are today. Can you tell me a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a little bit of a story to tell. Um, I guess it goes back to when I was probably 13 um, and I hurt my back pretty badly being a pretty good cricketer. I uh, spent a lot of time at the physio uh, and thought to myself, man, if I don't become an, an play cricket for Australia, it'd be pretty cool to be their physio. Um, and it sort of planted a seed for me there, as a lot of us are in the profession. Uh, and then as well, I, I loved uh, the nature of physios being able to give back. And, you know, particularly I tell a story about when my granddad, he passed away from cancer many years ago now and seeing the work that the physios did with him in the hospital and things like that. Um, was was very it was very special. I thought here's a career where I get to give back and uh, do sports. And yeah, I was pretty much sold from 14, um, which was pretty cool. So I, I'm pretty, I knew I wanted to do it from a young age. Um, going through the ranks, uh, to cut a very long story short, um, I missed out on physio a number of times. So in high school, the cutoff I believe was around 95 for the old UAI. Uh, my my UAL was 94, so I missed out the mm-hmm. first time. Did an under degree in sports science, which I you know thoroughly enjoyed, made some great friends. Reapplied um, due to technicalities, missed out again. Then did a master's in sports science, did exceptionally well. Um, I thought, hey, now I'm in, I'm in. And then they told me uh, that uh, they weren't going to count my master's year and that I would miss out a third time. So I missed out three times on getting into physio. Um, and then had to fight the university to get a place, which is a whole story for another time. But I, I really love sharing that because for two reasons. And the first one is it made me realize how badly I wanted to do it. Uh, and then when I got into physio, which was a demanding course in itself, and of course being a new grad, which is the mining year in itself, I always came back to that, you know, you work so hard to be here. Don't ever forget that. And the second thing is it really made me where I am today. And I have a real passion and hunger for education to help bring the profession forward. So that sort of led me to where I'm at today. And I'm so uh, chuffed to, to be where I am at the moment. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a great story and definitely shows your determination to be a physio. So are you in private practice? You have your own practice at the moment and obviously yeah. the university as well? Yeah. So primarily where I am at, at the moment is I work uh, for myself. I have a private practice in Rosary mascot right near the airport in Sydney. Um, I teach a day a week at UTS. Uh, I look after and oversee the provision of a lot of sporting teams. So because I look after so many teams now, I'm probably not doing as much game day stuff during winter, but I'm really excited because with, as we'll talk about some of my internship models, um, I, I get physio students to come and help me oversee the provision of sports physio services for a lot of local teams. And uh, as well on the side, I still love the corporate wellness element. So I do a bit of public speaking and ergonomic seminars and stuff. Don't do as much anymore because I'm quite a busy body at the moment. Uh, but the variety of what physio uh, has is what excites me and it really keeps me motivated doing what I love doing. 
Awesome. Awesome. So I, I first heard you speak on Stephen King's 21st Century Physio podcast. Yep. And as I was driving along listening to it at the time, my ears pricked up when I started hearing you talk about the student internships and how you were accessing these students from around the world and utilising them within your practice and how they were having longer placement periods um, in your business. And I thought, wow, that, that's interesting. So that was something that really intrigued me. So what I want to know is, can you tell me a little bit more about how you got started, why you got started with getting students from overseas? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it really started back when, um, <laughs> back before I got into physio, I'll be very honest with you. Uh, and when I was thinking about it, even though I knew I wanted to be a physio, I loved being a teacher. I loved teaching. And I thought, you know, should I disregard this high school teaching thing? Uh, and then when I became a practicing physio um, and I was overseeing, doing some sports stuff, I realized that I really enjoy, I felt like, and this isn't for everyone, but for me, I was the best version of myself as a physio when I had a student there because it would keep me really engaged. It would keep me really accountable because they would question in a good way everything I was doing and I, I just love people. So even though I tell people I'm an inner introvert because I certainly like having time with myself, uh, I have these extrovert qualities where people give me a lot of energy and I thought, wow, this is really cool. Um, early in my career, I worked in practices where they just weren't really comfortable with having students there. They just felt it didn't add to the client experience. They felt like people, they might have taken away from which I completely understand from those points of view. But for me as a physio, I never felt more energy than when I had people there. So I just sorted out really. Uh, and where it started was a wonderful mentor and very good friend of mine, a guy called Nick Stepkovich, who I can give a massive shout out to. Um, he just showed me his ways. Um, and I just happened to come across him when I was seeking mentorship. And I was like, oh, there just happened to be a guy that lived up the road from me that's been a physio for 25 years and has these student models. I'm like, I'd like to learn more about it. And basically, we got talking. We went to the same high school, although he went 25 years before me. Uh, and we just, um, we just hit it off. He's still a mentor and a friend to this day. And he just told me what he was doing. And he'd been doing it for, at that stage, 20 years previously. Um, and it's, I'll actually tell the story because it's really cool. Because when I got started, and, and I hope this podcast inspires other practice owners to take on students. And I really, that was one of my big things with this because they can add not only to your client's experience, but to your experience as well and actually help bring the business forward. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just going to be a lot of work. Well, there is work there, but man, the rewards are amazing. And I'll share with you some practical ways later on how to do that. But essentially, I met Nick. He talked to me and I'm like, wow, how can I do this? I was still working for other people at the time, but I was had a bit more autonomy at that stage of my career, what I was doing. And basically at that stage, he'd take physio interns and exercise sport interns from all around the world. Um, so I said, to start off with, can I just maybe take one exercise intern? Because I didn't feel comfortable straight away taking the physio interns, not being able to deliver a good experience for them. So I did, um, and it was fantastic. Uh, and I just, again, I got that energy. Um, I love teaching. They were at that stages, they were just being more of an assistant and an aide, uh, but it was really cool. And then there's this really cool story where about eight months into taking on international sports science students, uh, he got a call from a lovely uh, one of, uh, basically he had one of his students and that student who was a physio student and his girlfriend had actually got placed in Perth mm -hmm. and her internship fell through the week before she was due to fly to Perth. Um, and so he's like, would you take her on? And I'm like, uh, 
I don't know if I'm ready <laughs> to do so. Uh, but with a bit of convincing and Nick's mentorship, he's like, look, we'll work together and help me. Um, let me tell you, Nick, I wasn't employed by Nick. I had nothing other than it was just a, a colleague and, you know, someone that we're working together. And basically we took her on and that was really a very important start in the journey because from that one girl, I probably had 50 others come through over the last few years and a lot have come from that specific school in Amsterdam um, and I still take from that school, European School of Physio. Shout out um, here. And that's where it all started. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's come to what it is at the moment, which I'm so proud of. Yeah, so really it was um, that someone fell into your lap. It's not that you went searching and, and trying to find universities. No. That, yeah. That's how it all began. And then obviously the work that you did with her gave you the reputation that they were like, hey, we'll keep doing this. Yeah, correct. So that is exactly right. It, it literally fell upon my lap. Um, but I've worked very hard at it. And now we get applications from all around the world multiple universities, some amazing programs. I was one of the highlights of my career was in 2016, 2017, 2017. I actually uh, decided with two weeks notice, I was turning 30 and I thought, oh, 30 things to do before 30. I'm just going to go to their graduation. And I went and saw five of my ex-students graduate uh, in Holland, got a shout out at the graduation, which was really nice. Nice. Um, and it was one of the most special experiences of my life. Uh, that night, there wasn't a, a minute, someone didn't have a beverage in my hand, um, but it was, a, it was very rewarding as well. And to see what, how much it's, the internship or my own experiences I've grown over the years has been, you know, humbling. But yeah, there was definitely an element of, yeah, it fell upon my lap, but I've worked with it now. And I've helped other people also give other people that foot in the door as well now, which I'll be happy to do for any listener going forward because it's given me so much joy and really help drive my business going forward. So I know there'd be a lot of private practice owners listening to this right now thinking this sounds great. Um, how does it work as a model in your actual business? So do you, how do you make that work? Absolutely. And, and this is where it's going to get a bit controversial because everyone's a little bit different. Um, uh, and my model has chopped and changed in five years of doing this. Uh, and it'll, it'll continue to top and change. But let's be super practical about it. Um, I don't charge any differently when my interns are in there. Um, but I, I still have a, a greater oversight into, into what's being done. So, for example, I have at the moment, and this, while this podcast is being recorded in March 2019, um, a couple of interns who are right at the end of their study. So they're just about to graduate and from a couple of amazing institutions so once they've spent and and you know they've both spent 10 weeks with me so far so they're, they're almost done but they're one spending 10 the other one's spending 15 weeks so right at the end i can give them a bit more um experience in what to do so i'm still very much in the consults I'm, I'm around but i may let them you know take a bit more charge with a bit of manual therapy take a bit more charge with the exercise um and allow them to experience things a bit more because certainly I do not believe that if you take on an intern, they should be in the corner the whole time doing nothing. You want to embed them in your practice. Um, and practically what I found that works really well is my interns spend time at the different sporting clubs I work with. So for example, if someone gets injured at a sporting club and they're there, the beautiful thing about it is they already know the intern when the intern, come, when that person comes into practice, they have a, already have that established relationship. So you can do a little bit more. And, and then thirdly as well, um, I feel like practically exercise is a great opportunity to let them be a bit more independent because we, of course, uh, again, we're not going to get down the rabbit hole of 
evidence-based practice with exercise, but I think most practicing physios have a big element of exercise as part of their treatment. I certainly do. So it's a great opportunity to give the interns a bit of direction and say, can you take them through now a bit of exercise? So practically, Melissa, how it works in my clinic is while I might take bookings on a half hour, my clients can spend 45 minutes, 50, sometimes even an hour with us and we can deliver a really cool experience for our, for our clinic um, without being overly stretched. Um, and also, I think, in a really good and ethical way where we're still very much on top of everything and, and you know, doing things, you know, according to our registrations and things like that. Yeah. So it's obviously how you're conveying that to your patients when you're introducing... So important, yes. Um, because some patients may have the perception that I don't want to be treated by a student. Obviously, intern sounds a lot better than student, I think. Yeah. How you conveying that message obviously instills confidence in your patients willing to see them. Is that what you find? Yeah, and we have some clear systems around what we do now. But let me tell you a few things that I've done over the years. So firstly, on the initial intake, we do have a clear description about what the model is, what we're doing, how they'll be involved. And would you like to, would you, would you mind if an intern is involved in your, in your journey? Um, and, and, you know, 90... 9% of people in my clinic would tick yes. Um, and that's me also attracting my ideal client. I understand that if I was, say, in the city with 20-minute appointments, training a lot of corporates, that might not be the case. So this model is not for everyone. Um, but I think people will be surprised how it can really be embedded and helped. The second thing is when do, it's amazing when people do pick no, and sometimes you just might ask them in that first session, do you mind if they just take notes and embed them? By that second session, they understand it's, it is the communication. I understand completely if I'm being asked to pay for a premium that I wouldn't want a student being treated by me. But if you can use your, the communication skills that we all possess as physios and tell them how it's going to add to their experience um, and just some other just value adds just off the top of my head, like we case conference every week and it's so good that the interns are involved. So I tell some of my clients, like, we're going to talk about you on Wednesday and put you up on a whiteboard and really, you know, help work out some management planning around what it's doing. Um, you're not being treated by one person. You're being treated by now, you know, an intern, maybe three or four people. And I think if I can relay what you just said, it's about how you communicate that. And I don't believe, um, you know, that I, that the students, are, you know, it's not like I give my student a caseload and say, go, it's not like that. I'm still the primary practitioner people are coming to see me, but how I get them involved and the level I get them involved will depend on the person. So we always talk in physio, treat the person, not the condition. Same with the internships. If, for example, like you said, a sporting person who knows them, who knows me, might feel comfortable allowing them to be, be a bit more, um, not independent, but a bit more involved in the process as opposed to someone brand new. So if you're looking at doing it and you're worried about that, think about how you communicate that and know that, you can try different things to work with your clinic model. Yeah. I know that you said also that they have quite a, a longer period of placement um, compared to our Australian training. Yeah. So do you think that's a pro or a con? What do you oh, think? You've got me in a very awkward position here because I'm employed by an Australian institution. <laughs> so <laughs> I must be careful what I say. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, I'm, and I'm very passionate about it. Um, I personally, and this is my opinion, I love the internship model. You know, 10, 15, some of my interns come for 20 weeks. And the reason why I take international interns, but in saying that I've started taking some Australian interns and I'll explain a bit later how I've made that work is they can really become an asset to your clinic. 
you know, I might be putting up this facade that it's, oh, it's just easy. It's, it's, it's not, <laughs> trust me, it's not. And you have to invest a lot of time and energy at the start. And with a longer internship, Melissa, what it means is that on the back end of the internship, they're just such a major asset. So I used to have, when I started this, what I'd call this break-even point, where at a certain duration of the internship, I would be putting in less than the intern would be giving me more. So meaning that they're just really being more part of the practice and I don't have to put in as much energy at the start. And that used to be, you know, that used to be like eight weeks and became five. And now with the models I've made, I reckon it's about one. And I really mean that because I've really refined my ideal intern. I've really, I train them up before they even get here. The cool thing about that is a couple of this school I talked to with the European School of Physio, there's a lot of word of mouth referrals just like with clients. And I'll get ex-students in Holland teaching them my techniques before they even get here. And that's just the coolest thing ever. So when they come in here, they're ready to, to rock and roll. So that's why I think, I guess, I see value in a longer term internship. Practically, with, you know, like I said, I teach at university. I'm so passionate about that. I, I don't know how it would work exactly, but I do see value in doing a longer internships uh, with the right people to really embed and get some really good practical skills around, you know, what you're doing. Um, so, yeah, I, I see value in it. And that's why I take mainly international interns. Yeah, yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, um, I can only speak from experience with video mentor, but... Yeah. I really feel what you just said then about investing the time into these students and then you get that, that click over period where then you get return on your investment. And that's Absolutely. really where finding with graduates in private practice, if you invest that time in them, which some private practice owners are reluctant um, to invest that time, you will get that click over period much sooner than at the 12 month mark. And therefore then you will get return on your investment. So absolutely totally agree with the amount of time and, and energy and um, training that needs to go into them. And I think um, if we talk about, because a lot of our listeners today will be private practice owners with new grads, of course, through the Physio Mentor Program. And I, I can take it down to as someone fairly young in my um, private practice journey, um, just recently I've had some really good wins in the clinic in terms of revenue and amount of patients seen. And a subtle change I made was blocking off a whole day to work on the business. And then putting aside one-to-one -one time working with the interns. Now, you're not going to see tangible, necessarily tangible improvements straight away. But, man, I've seen it almost immediately. Um, and it's so easy for us to think, oh, no, we could fit in a client. We could do this and do that. But investing in your team, I just, you know, and like you said, I have a team that changes every 12 to 14 weeks. So that gives me stress as it is. But I believe when I'm starting to grow my business and we're at a stage where we're about to get a bigger space, we're about to hopefully employ people. I'm so excited to embed interns into that model as well. Um, and there's nothing, like you said, when you invest in team, I think it always comes back to you. So I couldn't agree with you more there. Do you take on any Australian trained uh, universities? Yes. yes, absolutely. And um, it's such an interesting time that we're doing this podcast because I'm about to launch something for Australian students. So with my history of Australian students, I've only ever taken a couple. Um, one of them was actually a new grad a couple of years ago who just was working part-time and he just wasn't as confident with, I guess, where he was at. And so while he was working part-time in aged care, he said, can I just volunteer some time with you? And he spent just, which was amazing. And he ended up, he was actually one of my clients who had graduated and we'd set through. But anyway, he, he ended up just spending some time with me and man, like we had so much fun. And 
he's so grateful for his time here. Now he's doing some amazing things in the physio fields. I'm so proud of him. And another one of my Australian students who I met through the traps has done a lot of sports physio coverage with me. And that's where the Australian students I do employ them um, and offer internships for because I look after so many sporting teams and he ended up doing a five-week placement with me. So now teaching at UTS, um, I'm going to regularly take on the five-week placements uh, at the end of their study. Uh, and But again, I feel very blessed that I've been mentoring these kids now basically for 18 months before they come. So I feel like I can prepare them really well. And just to your listeners out there, if people are looking for really good grads in 2020, you know, please hit me up because I mentored six of them now coming through my first cohort. And I'm really excited to be able to give them opportunities to fit them with the right practices, you know, through you guys to really help. But yeah, we will be. Uh, and yeah, the thing I'm doing right now, sorry, is that I'm, I've, I've come up with a whole uh, internship experience to oversee the seven teams I look after. So we actually have a training day on Sunday. This is something brand new I'm trying. And we have a different model using things like Zoom and things like that. We're going to offer, you know, mentoring. I've got a few ex-students to come on board that I'm actually going to pay them and contract for them to do their own mentoring. And we're going to have a, a lot of fun. So we're going to see how it all plays out. But there's, we definitely do that. Um, we'll do it more and more. Um, because there are limitations to the internship experience, which I'd love to talk about as well, where Australian students can certainly help. Yeah, yeah. So do you see a difference in the Australian students compared to the overseas students? Oh, man, the big questions. <laughs> uh, um, I think just like anyone, every student is, is individual and different. Um, what I will say, though, is that when you've spent 15 weeks with me compared to five, there's definitely a difference. And even sometimes at 15, I'm like, Oh, I wish I had another five so I could just help you do this. Um, I think there's great opportunity for Australian students. I told, you know, one of the, I was being very lucky with my career that I've worked in a lot of elite sport. And one of the reasons I have is when I was a student, I actually spent some time volunteering and worked my way up. So I told students, you know, you're only a student once in your life. You know, it's very hard as a, qualified practicing physio like I'd love to spend more time volunteering right now because I just love learning I'm just mm -hmm. not in a place where I can justify doing that right now yes. so um, there's definitely a, a place uh, to be able to do that for sure um, and yeah I, I'm really excited because obviously being in the university system right now I'm trying to work ways to embed Australian students into my programs and I'm evolving and changing and growing so, yeah, I'm excited for, this, for the future of uh, Australian uh, physio students going forward. Yeah. And what do you think one of the major areas of development you think students need to acquire before they start working in our profession? Yeah, a bit biased here, but um, when I teach here at uni, I'm very big on communication skills. Um, as I'm sure, and I know a lot of stuff you do as well, so I know, we're, I'm, you know I'm preaching for the choir here, as they say, but... A big part of when I was a new grad is I thought I could, you know, save the world with my two hands. <laughs> and I, uh, I just wanted to learn every manual therapy technique, you know, every exercise. I was so energetic. So I didn't, I, you know, I love the enthusiasm I still see with, with, uh, with the students I teach and train. What I've learned as I've gotten more experience um, with in all amounts is that if we can't communicate the right messages, nothing's going to happen. Um, and I feel like treating the person, not the condition is so important. So, um, I'm really embedding in my internships real serious communication skills. Like we teach them all the taping, strapping, first aid. I'm still, 
I, I'm, I'm still a contracted lecturer for Sports Medicine Australia, so I still do the level one stuff. But when I talk about what's lacking with physio students, it's, it's that. And it's not their fault. It's just something I wish was embedded more into the, uh, into the curriculum. I wish there would be a whole communications element. Um, mm. I'll give another shout out to a colleague and friend of mine in David Hall. And he, I did some um, improv uh, workplace facilitation workshops with him through my ergonomic space. They've helped me so much as a physio. How do you deal with, you know, facilitating a group or how do you deal with a patient who's just, you're not getting the message across to them or a client. I don't like saying the word patient, I like saying the word client. Um, I really think that's a real opportunity for us um, as physiotherapists to try and, and help. And, and that's the other thing. Um, a couple of my colleagues, uh, Andrew and Pete out in South Australia have just trialed with their physio in, uh, uh, students that, they just gave them a bit of nurturing and mentoring while they were students and while doing the sports teams. And now they've employed them. So they've effectively unofficially done a six month internship. And from all reports from talking there, those, those now graduates are doing amazing things. And back to what you said, they put the time in. So yeah, back to it, communication. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a big thing where we're going through a phase where, 80% of our cohorts are, are getting private practice placements, but 70% are stepping into private practices. So we have a huge gap there. And I think it starts right back at the beginning where if we can encourage private practices to take students and not have these barriers and listen to more people like yourself, how you're doing that and making it successful, I think we are going to combat a lot of the issues right back at the very beginning rather than trying to fix them up at a later date. So... My question to you is that if you could give your top three success tips to our graduates or students that are listening to this podcast today, yeah. what would they be? What would you want them to know? Yeah. Number one, don't be afraid to volunteer. Provided, number two, you're, you're actually learning something from it. So it's all good to give up your time and volunteer, but you need to, you know, knowledge is certainly power in that regard. Uh, so don't be afraid to spend time at sporting clubs. That's where I, I learned a lot of my trade. And so when I graduated and, and not just from a, you know, a pure diagnostic point of view, just from talking to people every day, like it was really, really good. So for the students, don't be afraid to, to just get out there and, and hopefully more and more people like you, like myself will take you on. Like I get emails every day, which I'm humbled about. I can't take everyone on, but I try my best to, to work around. Uh, number two, which is easier said than done, but you know, communication is key. Um, and I, we love the energy and enthusiasm you bring for wanting to change the physio world. And we certainly don't want to put you in a box, but please understand to implement change, you must convey that message to your clients. So students already, when you're on placement, really remember that you're dealing with different clientele with different goals, different mindsets. So please, whatever you want to achieve, just remember you have to work out ways to communicate. Uh, and number three, um, I think it's just really simple. Be open-minded. Um, we all have different views and I'm so humbled that I have so many different interns I've seen over the years from a scope of different um, universities and personalities. So the first thing day one I say to my intern is you might not agree with what I'm saying. You know, I always have a why to what I'm doing, but you might not agree with that. That's okay. Please respect it and work together and we'll talk about the best decisions for the client moving forward. So if you come with a mindset as a student, guys, where, and girls, where you're like, oh, but university said this, it's not going to help you in the real world. 
have that humility, have that open-mindedness, and you'd be amazed how much opportunity there is out there for you to grow and learn. Yeah, definitely. I think those that adapt the quickest um, when they graduate and not get stuck in that um, strict mindset, uh, they definitely do much better, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I, we could just talk all day. Yeah. But to wrap this up, where yeah. Find out more about you and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, please, uh, I'm, I, I try to be very active on, on Instagram and social media and Twitter. My tag is at Physio Ives, spelled Y V E S. So at Physio Y V E S. Please, please, uh, please link a follow. We uh, we try and deliver a lot of cool content. Uh, and we're just trying to spread the word to everyone. So at Physio Y V E S or PhysioIves.com. You can go to my website. It has a link to my email. Um, please get in touch if. I hope this has inspired just one of you to take on a physio student. I've done my job. So, um, and I really genuinely want to say if anyone needs help or guidance around that or is thinking about taking on students, like you just said, Melissa, we have to take responsibility for the deficiencies in the physio courses. You know, one thing I do want to finish off by saying is I hear a lot of universities are shits. You know, they don't teach us this. They don't teach us that. Well, private practice owners out there, let me tell you something. We are restricted by the Physio Board of Australia, APA, APRA. We have to teach things in here. We have to teach elements because they're part of a course, even if we don't agree with it. Um, and I really see that now because I'm, I'm here. Mm -hmm. So we can either be people who live below the line and just blame the institutions, or we can live above the line and take ownership for it. And guess what's probably going to happen? We're going to positively get amazing students involved, which can might potentially lead to great uh, new grads and we won't even talk about the new grad problem just yet, which I know you guys are all about, but I think this could be a practical step to help um, other practice owners out there moving forward. Absolutely. I think um, you're just spot on with everything you're saying there. And we understand that the university curriculums are already jam-packed and, and they have to produce a, a clinical sciences graduate and that's what they do. They meet requirements. So, and like we said at the beginning, the return on investment for a practice owner when they take on students and when they take on graduate, it's the return on the investment in your own business. And what you give back to the profession will come back to you tenfold. And that's what we see with the training that um, Physio Mentor and obviously what yourself is implementing as well. So well done for creating a wonderful change and movement in the physio profession. And what I will say to anyone listening, if you can work out a way how to get international students working here, that would be amazing because that's mm. something I haven't nailed and we could talk about for another time because you're probably thinking, I know you're listening to thinking, oh, this is great. We've just been mentoring them for 15 weeks. How can we make them into a job? I haven't found that step yet. There's real lots of paperwork through APRA and particularly the visa issues. But if there's anyone out there that's done it, please get in contact with me. Um, I have some amazing people <laughs> looking to work yeah. further down the line. Definitely breaking yeah. down those barriers internationally um, yeah. would be ideal for everybody involved. Yeah. So that is for sure. I think we'll have to make that a separate podcast. On yeah. we can. I'd, I'd be more than happy to. But no, <laughs> thanks for having us. And like I said, if anyone out there wants to talk to me, please get in touch because I would love to connect and help. Yeah, help show people just how beneficial it can be to invest in our youth, in our physio interns, and how much a reward can come off it. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ives, and we'll be in contact for our next chat. All right, no worries. Thank you, Melissa. Cheers.